Okay, Pat, we've got a good one this week. And I'm stealing you. your lines. I'm stealing your lines and I'm introing the show for once. We'll see if we can keep people on their toes a little bit, make sure that they're not getting in a rut. And we had thought that this topic would be fun to explore. And it is a really pragmatic look at what we actually eat in the course of a day. Mm-hmm. Nutrition is always a hot button topic. You can listen to many, many different experts uh, extolling the virtues of one program or another, but where the rubber meets the road is really what matters. And oftentimes the details of what people actually eat are left out of that equation. So oh, yeah. we, we want to lay it out on the table and uh, let you guys know uh, what that looks like. So, And everybody's got a couple skeletons in the closet, right? I, I know there are some people out there that, you know, haven't had a, a gram of sugar in 28 years. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, most of us had. I'm going to air some dirty laundry today. So this is going to be very yeah. uh, therapeutic, cathartic, well, whatever the right word is. Yeah, you can't, you can't be weighed down by those things, Pat. You got to let them go, man. Life's too short. Yep. I'm all in. So what we didn't discuss is who's who's playing first, who's calling, who's showing, what's going on here. You know, how do you I, want to do that? You I feeling can, froggy? Yeah, I can start with my typical breakfast. I kind of laid it out okay. as my typical breakfast, lunch, then dinner. So I can do that. Great. And and I agree we can go with you. meal for meal. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to do it. Okay. And, I agree. Like, I think there's also such a big difference between real life nutrition and Instagram nutrition. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody like puts there's... their PRs on social media. <laughs> I was going to say there's real life working out and there's Instagram working out as well. Many, yep. many things that that phrase could apply to on Instagram. <laughs> and I've been, you know, I think I've said in a previous podcast, like I was heavy as a kid. I didn't have any like weird food issues, but just heavy as a kid. So I've always, you know, I'm not somebody that can eat whatever I want and and have mm. no repercussions from it and so i've always tried to find that balance that like real life balance between who's kidding who you'd like to look good you'd like to perform sure. well and since you're living on planet earth you'd like to enjoy some tasty food from time to time and and, and make all of those things work and then also you know i've got the three kids that watch what i eat and watch mm-hmm. what my wife eats and i want to i want them to find that perfect line. Like, I don't want to give them any weird food issues, like make them feel terrible if they're going to somebody's house for like a pizza party or something like that. Like, you got one foot in the grave if you eat that. You know, so, so I'm trying to find, I'm trying to juggle all these things with my nutritional approach, right? So that's that. And I'd say if I had to encapsulate how I eat, it would be 100% of the time, meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit. I'm joking. That's not your time. No variation. Yeah. <laughs> no, no variation or deviation. So, you know, in all honesty, I honest, do have so, a magnet on my fridge. I'll say that oh, much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, talk about simple, wonderful nutrition advice. You cannot yeah, beat absolutely. that. Um, but in my, you know, that meets the real world in my life. And so what I'm maintaining, I'm, I'm not the world's tallest guy. I'm 5'8". I usually walk around at about 182 pounds. And so that's, I somehow my eating supports that. I'm a fan, let me start before I say this, I'm a fan of E.C. Sinkowski's 800-gram challenge. Mm-hmm. However, I can't say that I do it because, <laughs> because as you will see, that 800-gram that for somebody like me is a good metric of if by the end of the day, I have eaten 800 grams of fruits and vegetables, great. Like That's, that's a big win for me because that's one of my biggest struggles is getting carbs that are fruits and vegetables in me too 
And, and I do it two thirds of the time. So I'm probably doing like the 500 gram challenge, which is, super, but, that, but that works for me. So here's, that's my I, intro. Well, hold on. I think, I think you're probably 350 grams up on me. So uh, <laughs> you're doing something right there. Well, let me, let me kind of riff off of what you've laid out there. Um, I've gone through periods of time where I have been very strict and very diligent about what yeah. I'm doing uh, diet-wise. And I've gone through periods of time where it's a little bit more intuitive. I would say that I've um, got the benefit of many, many, many years of pretty good habits. Mm -hmm. And so even when I'm loose, as I am right now, the last year has been one of the more undisciplined times of my life uh, with regards to diet. Uh, but even looking at that, comparatively to what it could be, it's really not that bad. And sometimes mm -hmm. I have to remind myself of that, that all things considered, it's, it's yeah, it could be a lot better, but it's not terrible either. Um, and on the flip side, I'm, I'm the type of person that's naturally got just a rabbit's men, uh, 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 metabolism. And I am naturally bird boned. I'm five nine ish, and I walk around. I weighed myself this morning. I was one sixty two, so pretty Fighting lean. Weight. Yeah, and if I don't stay on it, it just keeps going that way to the point where performance is suffering. People are looking at me and saying, "Hey, bro, eat a burger." Right, right. Um, so I've got different challenges, I guess. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. I was a huge. I was all in on the zone diet and I, I weighed mm -hmm. and measured everything I ate quite religiously for an almost clinically insane period of time. I want to say like yep. five years. Me I too. mean, I, I weighed and measured. So I've got a pretty decent idea of portions and what's in what. And, and that was an invaluable experience. But I knew mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to be and didn't have the desire to be 81 years old breaking out of food scale. You know, so there was some... Yep there was some happy medium that was going to be struck. And I was always trying to find what that was. Now, obviously, when I was mm -hmm. weighing and measuring everything, I could tell you without question what I got in each day, protein, carbs, and fat. I don't live like that anymore. I can't tell you what I eat every day for protein, carbs, and fat. I can tell you that I, I feel good, perform good, and I think I found a nice little balance that seems to support everything that I want. And I don't know if I got lucky or if it was just, all of those disciplined years of doing that, you know, I'm sure it's a mixture of everything. So sure. That's my preamble. So my, and, and it depends on who your circle is, right? Like if I hang out with Absolutely. crazy CrossFitters, cause you know, there are normal CrossFitters and there are crazy CrossFitters. <laughs> if I hang out with crazy CrossFitters, they'll think that I don't eat that great. If I hang out with, um, regular people like the, the, the boys soccer practice or you know, and, I, and yeah. I bring something to eat regular people will look at me and be like Poof, what are you getting ready to do a bodybuilding competition yeah, or whatever like exactly. so it all depends on who your circle is right so um absolutely here's my typical morning breakfast and this doesn't stray too much i would i would probably enjoy some more festive variety and whatnot but mornings in the house with a, a seven-month-old baby and two kids we got to get out the door to school and two dogs need to get fed there's you just got to get it done i got to get breakfast done when i can so for mm -hmm. me over the course of the morning i generally have two cups of coffee i don't know if we're gonna you know count that but that normal size not an american size but like two <laughs> normal size cups of coffee dark roast and then my typical breakfast is five scrambled eggs 
with nothing in it, no cheese, just five scrambled eggs. Then I will break out the scale in the morning because, like I said, I kind of do the 800, you know, and I'll I will weigh out 250 grams of it's usually fruit in the morning. Bananas, raspberries, blueberries, grapes, cantaloupe, whatever it happens to be. But that will be the bowl of fruit accompanying my five scrambled eggs. And after I have the two cups of coffee, which generally go down before breakfast, I'm just drinking water. And that's and you can walk into my house at any morning and that's going to be really close to my my morning routine. We're similar in that regard. I uh, lately have been going to uh, the 7 a.m. class at the affiliate here. Shout okay. out to uh, CrossFit East Nashville. So I've been uh, joining them for that, which has been a lot of fun. So I'll get up in the morning and I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll uh, steal a scoop of my wife's collagen protein okay. and put it in there, mostly because I'm concerned about my hair and nails. And that uh, <laughs> apparently is <laughs> supposed to be beneficial for that. Awesome. So a cup of coffee with a scoop of collagen protein and um, heavy cream. So that'll be my heavy that'll, cream. I'll usually, I'll usually mix that up and be drinking it as I'm on the way to the gym about to be late. That's you better be careful with that heavy cream. You're going to balloon up to 163. I know. It's, yeah, you got to watch out. So that's my um, pre-workout, if you okay. will. Gets me uh, warmed up and ready. And then I'll come home, um, change shower, and then my breakfast is almost identical to yours. I'll put uh, butter in the pan fry up some eggs, uh, four or five. This morning I had four. Just seemed like the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And almost always I'll have some cheese in there, usually a hard mm. cheese, like an yeah. aged Gouda. Um, anybody who's hating on cheese, it's the vitamin K for me. <laughs> you got you to have it. Uh -huh. um, so four, four to five eggs with cheese. Today was four with cheese. And today I had a grapefruit on the side and some fish oil. So that was my breakfast, and that's pretty standard. The only thing that changes is what's on the side of the eggs. And same okay. deal. It'll usually be a grapefruit or an apple or some berries, or whatever kind of fruit we've got. You know, so I guess if you're looking at that meal that I just said, depending upon how you categorize things these days, your macros or zone or whatnot, but then five scrambled eggs would basically be about five blocks of protein if you're speaking zone speak, and there's plenty of fat in there. I got good stuff, you know, with the, the fruits. I think the the breakfast is a pretty darn nicely balanced meal. I just had something that it just went away. Oh, the cheese and the eggs. So for mm. the longest time, uh, we've got this like sprinkle kind of cheese. It's like a, a Mexican blend oh, yeah. of, of cheeses that you would put oh, on I, I you know know it well. fajitas or something, right? That's what I would put in my eggs. And again, you and I have a different metabolism and different genetics. And it's delicious. So every morning... Um, I would grab it with a more generous hand and put it <laughs> in the pile of cheese, continue to grow until it was just like a, just a, a bunch of just, there were some scrambled eggs in my cheese. And, and for right. me, again, I eat pretty consistently, to be honest with you, that that actually started ticking the scale in a northward direction for me. And I was mm. like, can't be the cheese. And I, and I, took, the, I, I took the cheese out and I've been, I've been off the cheese for now, maybe two months. Dropped right back down to 182. It didn't change anything wow. else. You know? So so one of those things when you eat somewhat regular, you can actually play with it a bit and see what's happening. And 
know, maybe I'll work it back in now after of you know, uh, you know, you know, summer's coming, Bosman, cutting phase. But you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you a sponsor. You call me when you when you feel the urge. <laughs> uh, it's so good though. Cheese. I don't hate on cheese really and the is. eggs at yeah. all. So okay. So that's that's a, that's my general breakfast. Anything else yep. for that? No, that's it. That like I said, it's uh, it's kind of two phases. Uh, at least it has been the last. I would say probably the last month. Get up, cup of coffee, collagen protein, cream. Go to the gym. Come back. Eggs, cheese some sort of fruit. And totally off subject, I know how delicious heavy cream is in, in the coffee and I'm not looking for, you know, us to drop uh, brand names or whatnot, but putting the protein into the coffee, do you notice that flavor at all? Is it good, no, bad, or it's, totally it's indifferent? Spe- uh, specifically unflavored. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't really, if it was black and you put it in there, you definitely notice a little bit just okay. due to the, what it is. But with the good uh, old heavy with cream. The, with the cream, you really, yeah, I don't notice a tangible difference. Okay. Um, all right. I went first on breakfast, right? Yep. Okay. So I'll dive, I'll dive into my lunch as well. So oh, this... that's good because I thought you were going to put me on the spot. Yeah. Lunch is where I, that is the failing point in the day for me. So I'm glad you're going first. I'll go, I'll go first. I think, I think right now, if there's like a little group of you know crossfitters picturing in my mind like they're all cheering like that was a good breakfast pat now things are gonna <laughs> lunch is gonna get a little more lenient shall we say and then by dinner you're like oh come on so so for lunch the scale comes out again for lunch and largely because uh i do with this meal i just want to make sure that i get enough protein uh quite frankly and so mm-hmm. my protein i'm gonna have protein carbs and fat my protein, that's lunch is so boring, but it, it, I think it's delicious, works for me every day, and then I never get bored of it. I'll have some sort of protein. I'll either have about, I'll either have deli turkey, and I'll try to make the best selection I can. I know there's crap in the deli turkey that I wish there wasn't, but what are you going to do? I'll have about nine ounces of deli turkey, which mm. uh, that's, that's going to come out to maybe six-ish blocks of protein, maybe the low 40s for grams of protein. So I just want to make sure I get enough of that. Or if I don't have that, we probably have some leftovers in the fridge from whatever we've had for dinner. So I'll pull apart um, chicken or pork or steak or something like that that we've had recently. And if I do that, I'll have about half a pound of that, about eight ounces of whatever that meat happened to be. Um, we also have found these, and I know I know this from talking to my own affiliate that outside the United States, no one has any idea what Costco is. But in, in mm. the U.S., We've, I found these things from Costco. They're these little, um, what are they? They're fully cooked chicken breast bites, you know, and they just tear oh, them open. Okay. They're super simple, fast, quick, and easy. And each pack has about 21 grams of protein. So I'll grab a couple nice. packs of those. And the ingredient list is almost perfect, but there is a swing and a miss. Again, I'm, I'm getting everything out there. Uh, it has canola oil in them. I wish that it didn't. It does. So, but that's, but that's that. So that something like that will be my protein choice. Um, and then I will once again, break out the scale. I'll have yet another 250 gram serving of fruits and vegetables. It could be, I could have an apple, I could have an apple and then like a bowl of baby carrots or something like that to make up whatever the different differences in the 250 grams. So by, by the end of lunch, I've had 500 grams of Fruits, more fruits than vegetables. That's for darn sure. From being honest, some vegetables haven't had any bread, as, though I find bread delicious, and we'll get to that at dinner. Uh, but I'm setting the <laughs> stage well. And then, as far as 
fat goes, just having some meat can be just dry and not delicious. And so what I've found, I love mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is so delicious. Oh. Mayonnaise is not the greatest, you're, you're, that's the, greatest, thing. the greatest thing for you. <laughs> but I have found uh, Primal Kitchen, I believe is what it is. They make this avocado mayo, which I don't even okay. know if that sounds good or bad, but it's, it's really good. Like it tastes, you wouldn't know the difference. And all it has in it is avocado oil, eggs, vinegar, and salt. That's it. Mm. Nothing else. So it's it's like a home run. And so I could have that, you know, to, you know, put on the deli turkey or something like mm. that to make it to make it delicious. So I'll, I'll eat that kind of regularly as well, unless I'm having a really fatty meat. Um, and then I guess maybe the only other thing to say is I also might have like a yogurt every now and then with lunch, a Greek yogurt, like that Faye yogurt. I'm not quite sure how you, you say that one, but it's just a nice cup of that heavy Greek yogurt. It's got about 14 grams of protein in it, eight grams of fat, five grams of carbs. And just eating Greek yogurt as it is, I think would be tantamount to torture, you know, with regards to the taste, how sour or bitter or whatever it is. So I will put a very generous amount of raw honey into the mm. yogurt. And then it's an absolutely delicious, delectable treat. And it's protein, carbs, and fat in there as well. So, and I'll have lunch, uh, excuse me, I'll have water with my lunch so that's that's for me deli turkey some sort of leftover meat chicken bites or something fruits and vegetables again i break out the scale for the fruits and vegetables i break out the scale for the protein and then i'm a really big fan of that avocado mayo that i found or i'll slice up an avocado if we have some in the house something like that um or i help get some fat with that greek yogurt or something like that so some sort of mixture like that very typical lunch, and it's kind of a crazy CrossFitter lunch, but I think it's delicious, and I look forward to it every day. First of all, mayonnaise is disgusting. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, Who and, wants and a dry a Sammy? You can't have a and dry a Sammy. For, for loving it so much. Uh, no, I'm not a big mayo fan, but uh, I'll give you a pro tip. I have a friend who is a uh, recovering restaurateur. Mm. Uh, he, opened, he was managing a, a restaurant group in Chicago and no longer does so. Um, but he's got a lot of tips from that world. And he sure. says that the trick to the best grilled cheese that you've ever eaten is not butter, but mayonnaise. Something the way it does, really? I don't know what it does to the bread, but he says the way it crisps the bread. It's not about the taste. It's about the process that it creates when you're frying up the bread. He swears by it. He's like, it'll be the best grilled cheese you've ever eaten. So I'll anyway, tell you pro, what. Pro tip, give it a shot. I'll tell give you what. Shot. First of all, you can't, you can't bring up grilled cheese and just leave it like that. <laughs> So we'll we'll make grilled cheeses. I don't have to make them for myself, but we'll, we'll make them every now and then for the kids. And since why kids, not make them for yourself? They're the well, best. I don't have so to good. because of the kids. So since ah, kids are perfect. kids, they kind of just eat out yeah, the center, and they don't like the crust, and they just leave this delicious buttery. I oh, anytime they, I just see all these delicious things on the plate, I'm like, I'll take care of that for you, buddy. <laughs> so good, it's so good. So I'm, I might have to try that and not let them know. Because they would freak yeah. out if I told them I was Try putting it mayo on it, but I'll do well, it in uh, secret. Yeah, and apparently it doesn't affect the taste at all. It just really gets that nice texture going. I think so, this was the crown jewel of this episode. I hope so. I, I sincerely <laughs> hope that helps some people out there. Um, all right, balls in well, your now court. That, now that we got the, the mayonnaise situation out of the way, second, Greek yogurt is, I love it. And I will eat it just straight up plain Greek yogurt. No problem. I, believe I haven't that. in a while. I've been... 
I've been off that train for a minute, but okay. that used to be a very, very staple food in my fridge. Uh, but you have months. an unusual palate because don't you like the crazy licorice or something that's like in, I love in, it. intensely, most yeah. regular humans, it would like kill them immediately? Yeah. Only the Scandinavians seem to share my my extreme affinity for the saltiest of the salty licorice. Yeah. <laughs> Bury me in that stuff. I love it. All right. But yeah. So plain Greek yogurt, no problem. I'll, I'll down that too. But it hasn't been on the menu for, for a while now. So let's get down to brass tacks about what I do actually eat for lunch. And this is my biggest failing dietarily is lunchtime. It is not uncommon. I'll give yesterday as a great example went to the gym in the morning. No, actually, I did not go to the gym yesterday. Uh, yesterday, got up in the morning, did my collagen protein coffee, did my regular breakfast, got to work, start working through my day, uh, did a lunchtime jujitsu class. Uh, that's often what I do on the days I'm not going into the gym. And came home, showered up, got back to work, look at my clock and oh my goodness, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. I guess I should probably eat something again. How? And How does this happen? Happens to me more often than I'd like to admit, Pat. More often than not, I will just have this enormous gap in the day and then a moment of panic where I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've got to eat something. And then it's a scramble to see what's available. So full disclosure, I'll give you what I did yesterday. Um, once I recognized I needed to eat something, what did I have available? I had two RX bars. Mm. So I was like, boom, down the hatch. Had those. A little bit after that, I was still hungry, so I came back downstairs. My, my work office is upstairs in the house, so I went back downstairs, and I had one of my staple snacks that I have had forever. Uh, and here it is. You're going to love this one. Four string cheeses, one apple, and an open jar of peanut butter. Oh. Bango. I, but, I've uh, got no drama with that at all. And the, the peanut butter and the yeah. apple is an amazing combination. Absolutely. So, oh, pardon me. My dog is letting me know that there's somebody at the house. So Might have a, sorry a, out there a, if a prowler. A prowler <laughs> situation. My kids would be 100% on board with you with, with the string cheese. And I must admit that I nibbles on some of their string cheese as well. And I've, I've got a jar of peanut butter, like good old, old all-natural peanut butter, because I actually prefer the taste of that stuff. And I'm not shy about putting that on an apple from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, that was lunch yesterday. That can be a common occurrence. Um, if I'm on top of it, usually it's going to be a leftover meal, like you mentioned. Um, you know, my wife is uh, pretty generous when she's cooking, and uh, we usually make extra at the end of the day. So it's usually a uh, repeat of that. That's most typical. Okay. Um, but not uncommon for me to totally blow past lunch, recognize I got to eat something and then it causes a scramble. And is it just water no. most of the day? You keep sipping coffee? What do you have going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll max out at two cups of coffee. I have a, the benefit of a really walkable neighborhood and there's some cool coffee shops that I know some of the people that own them and uh, work at them. So I'll try to take a break after a couple hours to go see them and enjoy a second cup. But other than that, right. it's, it's strictly water. I don't, I, I'm a water only. I'm within that one. And, oh. and let's be clear, not enough. I don't, it's not that I, uh, <laughs> it's not that I'm good about consuming enough water. It's just, that's all I'm going to drink. All right. Fair enough. And yeah. a great call with the apple and the, and the peanut butter. So on to dinner already. Yeah. Hard okay. to believe. Okay. Here we go. So for dinner, 
usually breakfast, I'm solo. Lunch, I'm you know at at my desk working, and I usually eat while I work and that stuff. Dinner, to the to the best of our ability, we we try to actually make that a family dinner where we're going to sit down and you know break bread together. So I do not break out the scale at dinner. You know, I'm not looking to bring that into my children's lives or whatnot at this point in time. <laughs> so I try to just eat with a family, enjoy in a sane, somewhat sane, or, you know, somewhat rational manner, maybe. And we'll have some sort of protein that'll be cooked or, you know, baked or grilled, be it steak, chicken, pork, fish, something like that's going to be on the plate for sure. I would guarantee that I'm eating probably at least a half a pound of whatever that happens to be would be my my guess on that. At dinner, my wife's really darn good, far better than I am about trying to have some sort of vegetables that are prepared and, and going to be on the side, whether she makes them or she gives them to me, I throw them on the grill, but they're somehow going to make an appearance. They could be fresh from the store or they could be, you know, a good quality frozen vegetable. We pull bags of those out of the freezer, break them out, easy to prepare, good to go. Or we're big fans of uh, baking sweet potatoes as well because they're so darn mm-hmm. simple and easy and I think they are absolutely delicious. There could be broccoli that you know you just lay out on a baking sheet with some tin foil and put some olive oil on it and sprinkle some sea salt on it and you kind of crisp up the broccoli a little bit and it tastes absolutely delectable. So something like that will accompany the meat. Um, I'll probably treat myself to a bubbly water, really going off the rails at dinner, you know, mm. and uh, some sort of sparkling water uh, at dinner. And other than that, that's a very general deal. But I'm here to tell you, I really don't say no to anything at, at dinner, even things that like, again, depend upon whether you're with casual CrossFitters or insane CrossFitters would turn them, make them, you know, go to an early grave or not. If we're having, you know, spaghetti and garlic bread, I'm not only having spaghetti and garlic bread, I'm having a lot of garlic bread. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be delicious. So, you know, uh, that's why I don't have to worry about as far as getting in my total daily carbohydrates. Uh, the scale doesn't need to come out at dinner. I'm going to get them in. I guarantee you that. Or if you know, you're gonna the, break the seal. You might yeah, as well go all the way. There's gonna be a good, you know, meat sauce with the spaghetti, whatever. If we're having tacos or fajitas, I you know I'm all in. Of course, I eat the shells or the tortillas, and I mean 100. Um, you know, meatloaf, mashed potatoes, yes. Um, and I'm gonna put ketchup on my meatloaf. To, you know, for for better or for worse. If we get takeout food from one of our favorite restaurants, um, we like to get Thai food. Maybe about once a week. And one of my favorite dishes mm. from our, our Thai place is just Thai fried rice. So it's just a massive quantity, probably enough for like three people, quite frankly, if you're going like just on sheer caloric needs. And, and I get it with extra chicken, I just eat the whole darn thing. It's great. You know, maybe oh, yeah. once every seven to 10 days, it's, it's pizza night. I'm going to have the pizza. I'm going to be good to go. You know, so I try to two out of the three meals are pretty darn good to go. And at the end, I'm not going crazy, but I'm going to eat whatever the meal is. And I'm going to have that time with my wife and kids. And I'm here to tell you, I've had no bad effects from that in any way, shape or form. And I think it actually helps keep me on track, helps keep me sane and happy and helps me not develop some crazy food issues. And that actually makes me look forward to the other two meals during the day as well that are, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say cleaner if you, if you'd like to use that, that phrase or whatnot. 
And I'll say right now, Boz, as I live and breathe, if you came to my house, went into the pantry, there's a, a package of Hawaiian sweet rolls in there. And they're almost <laughs> gone. Just in the land. I love it. <laughs> and they're almost gone. And that's largely my doing, you know. So mm. if, if I don't feel like I got enough of whatever from the broccoli that was served with the dinner, I'll just wander over to the pantry, grab some Hawaiian sweet rolls. Problem solved. We're good to there go. There you go. So, Performance maximized. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that's, that's a, a, a typical dinner for me. I love it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty similar. Uh, you know, I feel breakfast, I'm pretty dialed. Lunch is a huge, huge <laughs> gaping hole in my nutritional strategy currently. And dinner, usually things get back on track. Um, you know, my wife is a good cook. Uh, she handles a, a lot of the dinner prep. And it's usually some sort of big chunk of meat mm -hmm. and some sort of veggie on the side. And that's pretty standard for us uh, and has been for years. Um, now, after dinner, you know, sometimes it'll be a little bit uh, later on and we'll have some snacks. And you know, I grew up with a, a father who's from uh, England and uh, things like digestive cookies, uh, which, oh, you know, some nice. people are not familiar with. It. Those might make an appearance after dinner, um, you know, something of that nature, um, but nothing too extreme, just a couple of those and, and that sort of thing. I, I will say where uh, what is a struggle for me and our household, I will say, is timing of dinner mm. is often pretty late and uh it's just again i think the natural flow of the day tends to get away from me and by the time it's actually you know nuts and bolts of prepping dinner and getting right. it down the hatch it's a little later than i'd like it to be and it's a little closer to bed than it probably should be so mm -hmm. that's something i need to improve on but the meal itself is usually pretty solid and you know when there's enough left over it sets me up for a decent scramble lunch the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my, my question to you is, since you typically can miss lunch or yeah. have a, a small lunch or whatever it happens to be, are you ravenous at dinner and do you feel like you eat a, a really huge dinner or do you have a normal dinner like you're saying you're going to get hungry later on because you probably missed lunch? It goes both ways. I've definitely had days where there is a need to just put it away at dinner time uh, due to not eating throughout the day. And then there's other days where it doesn't seem to make a difference. So mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what is the driver of that yet. I don't know if I'll ever know. Um, but one thing I will say on that is there are, I'll, I'll have to, you know, play out the honesty theme here a little bit further. I live in an, an amazing food town and I live in a neighborhood with many, many, many offerings, oh, just man. a stone's throw away. And so I, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's this year, it's been a little loose and I would say <laughs> on average, it's probably at least two nights a week we've ordered something or gone somewhere to eat. Mm -hmm. um, and that's usually going to be a little less than just meat and veggies. You know, there's an amazing Italian place, uh, really close to us. When we first moved here, it saved our lives because we didn't have the kitchen set up and we kind of got hooked on it from there. I mean, any kind of food that you want, there's, there's a, a, uh, an amazing burger place <sighs> literally two blocks away from my front door. And so that's an, uh, that's a temptation on the days that I missed lunch and I'm hungry. It, you know, it's very easy to just get in the habit of calling in something like mm -hmm. that. Local place, grass fed beef Man. burgers, all the good stuff that you would want. Um, so 
those are the struggles with dinner for me. Number one, getting it on time when we do do it at the house and it's, and it's, uh, good to go. It's just usually not great timing. And when the timing is okay, it's generally because we have decided to do the mm-hmm. opt out of making it ourselves. We've, we've uh, outsourced that. <laughs> uh, jealous, man. You can't get a good yeah. burger where I live without a oh, bit of a drive. Man. It's and it has, it has hurt my quality of life. Adrian. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I embrace a good burger without, me tell without you. a doubt. I would be more than happy to uh, share the experience sometime. I, I very much hope that, <laughs> that I can uh, do that. I have, so, you, know, yeah. you know what you probably have, not to derail the conversation, you know what you probably have that I also don't have up here? It just pains me. Can't get good barbecue here. Oh, I do not suffer from that same oh, problem. Oh, man. I have, uh, I, I would say less than a mile from my house, there's a barbecue place. And then beyond that, there's three or four others that are really popular in town. And easy to come by. So, so jealous. Yes. Not only do I enjoy the barbecue, but the sides, the the coleslaw, oh, yeah. cornbread. Depending upon where in the south you are, you can get some hush puppies. Mm. I mean, I miss barbecue it, to miss me it so much. Honestly, when I go for barbecue, it's really not that bad. And and you know, oh, no. chime in, chime in the internet on um, what's the uh, the word I'm looking for here. Uh, you know, charred meats or whatever the oh uh, sure geez, yeah like a brisket or a tri-tip or um uh, no um the carcinogens uh, yes, in, yes yes in, yes in uh in smoked meats and things like that and and hey you know what if that's what gets me eyes wide open I fully accept <laughs> it <laughs> I'm fine with that outcome yeah um but all that to say usually when I go for barbecue it's pretty tame and far, as far as it's it's going to be a meat. I like a dry rub. I'm not big on like a big saucy mm. barbecue. And then the sides are going to be something like green beans or um Oh, you're doing greens. great, man. Yeah. So it's not so bad. I'm going to get, if the cornbread is an option, I'm going to get the cornbread. And if the meats come with two sides, I'm going to ask for cornbread for the other side as well. Mm. It's just, I just yeah. don't feel compelled to do it. Uh, yep. Fair enough. Let's, unless you get more with the dinner, this was unexpected, but maybe we can just have a just touch on it if, if it's there. Treats. Yeah. Tasty stuff. I mean, do you have, is it just whenever you happen to be feeling, you eat whenever you want, or is there some routine or schedule? What does it look like for you? Um, you know, honestly, the week to week flow of my life typically means that I'm not going to be too treat heavy during the work week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm pretty open to what is going to come my way on the weekends. Now, that being said, I don't have a real sweet tooth anymore. I used to. When I was younger, I really used to struggle with it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But these days, it's just less appealing to me. And part of that is I just feel really bad anytime I do eat something that's like too far gone. I'll feel it and I'll I'll have that sense of, ugh, you know, I don't don't think I want my afternoon to feel that way. And so it limits me in a lot of ways. Um, but it's not uncommon in the same breath for, uh, my wife and I to start a Saturday by going to the little local bakery, picking out a few, uh, uh, cookies with our coffee and taking Mm -hmm. our dog down to the greenway and having a nice little start to the day. So digestive cookies. Yes. No, no. Fresh baked from scratch. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing I'll say is that I do enjoy a drink. I won't be, uh, 
shy about that. I do like to have a drink from time to time. I have a few friends where we try to get together at least once a week just to catch up uh, mm -hmm. in person over a cocktail. Uh, I love that and I'm probably never going to give that up. It's certainly not something that's an everyday occurrence, but yeah, from time to time, I would say weekly at least, I'm going to enjoy a drink and uh, not think twice about it. You know, I, I think that's great. And I, I don't drink. It has nothing to do with health reasons or literally anything other than it's an acquired taste. And although, you know, as the military and, and you know, trust me, I tried to get it to take. There's plenty of times <laughs> in my life with my former days that, that I really did try to acquire the taste with a lot of the passion, a lot of passion and fervor. And, um, Probably a blessing for oh, me, just never did. And so, yeah, I just I just kind of don't. But that's my reason. Like, it's nothing to do with yeah, the calories sure. or whatever. For me, since I do have just a monster that lives inside of me that would eat treats 24 hours a day, I, I have to keep myself on some sort of a schedule or the train goes off the tracks quickly. I'm so envious of those people who are like, well, you know, I had a little craving, so I had two cookies and I walked away. I was like, you what? <laughs> See, how did me <laughs> how did you do that so so i wish that's how i was wired it's not you know know thyself yep. and so generally how it works uh, for our house is tuesday night is kind of treat night and it's funny although i've always had the sweet tooth like you as the older that i've gotten i can't do like super sweet super sugary stuff like i like for example carrot cake but i'll almost find myself mm. with the fork pulling a lot of the frosting off and yeah. not eating it just to eat the actual cake. And I like the frosting is almost too much. And I can't believe that I'm saying that. That wasn't me later, uh, earlier in life. But that has changed. And so since I can't do the super sweet stuff, I do, like you said, I, the, the baked goods are great. Cookies or muffins or something like that is, you know, uh, are really tasty. I will say my last cheat night, I did a, a breakfast for dinner and just made myself a big stack of buttermilk pancakes. And just oh boy. with ample syrup, and it was <laughs> a slice of heaven. And the only other thing which made its way into my home recently, and it never should have made its way into my home. My wife purchased them without my knowledge from Costco that we mentioned earlier. Didn't even know these existed. It was a bag of chocolate-covered pretzels. But Oof. the chocolate used was made from Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies. Oh, my goodness. So they somehow, I don't know, got a bunch of, they got the recipe for the Girl Scout Thin Mint and just drizzled that all over these pretzels. There's no way that you can have a reasonable amount if you start these things. <laughs> and so the bag's empty. The bag's empty. You know, my friend time probably got worse, but it was, I had a smile on my face the whole time. You but can gain it back. But that's generally it. Yeah, Tuesdays is usually, is usually how I do it. So Tuesdays, yeah. That's about it. I mean, yeah, tasty, tasty Tuesday. So well, I feel I feel good. I was very honest. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think maybe we should wrap this up with, are there any sort of underpinning themes that you try to keep in mind or, or they've been so ingrained that you just do them automatically? And I'll start. And you mentioned this, but I, it kind of jogged my memory uh, and, and caused me to think like, oh, yeah, I, for years, that was an active consideration. And now it's just so normal mm -hmm. that I don't even have to think about it. But in my mind, all of my meat, meals are protein first. Mm, yes. That's, that, is my, that is my 
first consideration is, okay, where's the protein coming from? Yep. And then I almost don't care about anything else. And, and I'm not advocating that that is the way other people should structure their diet. I'm just letting you know that that's how it works for me. And that's something that I have had steady forever at this point. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need a good chunk of protein and then we'll fill in from there. Yes. So do, you have, do you have anything like that? I I do that as well, whether it's intuitive or not. I, that is 100% correct. When I'm looking at any particular meal, I'm going to analyze, is this enough protein for me? And, and I'm going to yeah. make sure that it is. I generally try to give protein, carbs, and fat at darn near okay. every single meal. And the only thing that I do most of the time is my protein is usually pretty darn good to go. And, and I will just try to make sure I make the best decisions that I can with the carbohydrate, you know, if, mm-hmm. if I can get them in fruits and vegetables, I am winning because I know eventually yeah. some bread or something else is going to like, I don't have to worry about whether or not that's going to cross my path. That is going to cross my path. But if I don't actively make some choices that aren't English muffins with breakfast, you know, if I have to, I have to be intentional to get in my fruits and vegetables. And, and I do it the overwhelming majority of the time. And I, I think everything about my life is, is better when I do that. Yeah, uh, that's definitely something I need to work on. Vegetables. I mean, I don't dis, uh, I eat way more fruit, more. way more fruit than vegetables. Yeah. Or, or you know, and I, I certainly don't have a problem with them, but I'm just not seeking them out regularly either. Yeah. I just kind of don't care about vegetables, Pat, if I'm honest. Right. I get <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but I think, however, I think one of my, other, I think one of my blessings in disguise, and it's not intentional, is I just, I don't really drink any sugary drinks. Mm, and yeah, I think that, again, given my I metabolism and my propensity forever. to, you know, gain weight if I did, I yep. think that is a huge, um, uh, a huge feather, feather in my cap that helps me out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think about diet and nutrition not methodologically, you know, a lot of people approach it with, okay, there's a certain method, I'm going to stick to that method and off you go. That's great. And those can be useful Mm -hmm. tools. But one of the most useful uh, thought exercises that I try to engage with when I'm talking diet is, okay, let's look at commonalities. What is, what are the commonalities that people who have obviously suffered bad consequences due to their food choices? What are the commonalities that those people tend to share? Right. And then the opposite, what are the, what are the commonalities that healthier people tend to share with their dietary habits? And then you kind of see there's a bunch of different approaches, but within each one of those Venn diagrams, where do they overlap mm-hmm. and then focus on those principles? And so to get to land the plane on that, uh, uh, drinks with calories in them is one of the most prescribed things to any athlete that's ever had to gain weight. Mm, so right. take from that what you will it's like okay well let's just extrapolate that a little bit and say we could probably build a principle around that that says right you, you want to manage your weight no calories in liquid form yes <laughs> you know and you can derive lots of useful insights into nutrition in my opinion by approaching it as where's the overlap as opposed to what's the method behind it but anyway that's a that's a whole other no, episode agreed. that we could dive into agreed so yeah i've I feel good. Clean slate, skeletons out of the closet. And uh, me too. Can't wait to see the comments. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
All right. Well, I'm not going to round it out. I know I started the episode, but I don't have the skill set to close it. So, Pat, you gotta <laughs> you gotta steer the ship from here. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Nutrition, like you said at the beginning, it's just always one of those topics that people can't seem to get enough of, and and both of us don't feel like there's enough honesty in the space. And so, Absolutely. here you go. So, this is how. We eat all cards on the table, but we would find it more interesting to learn how you eat. So go to the BTWB uh, YouTube channel, click on this episode and post in the comments, you know, whatever it happens to be, something that we said, agreed, disagreed, did we miss the mark? Is there something that, that, that sparked a new thought in you? Then how do you actually eat? Maybe what are your some tips or tricks or life hacks that might help everyone else out? As, as always... We appreciate the support. Keep up the good work. We'll keep reading the comments and bring you the best content that we can. For Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.